Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Godi and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Godi. It's your boy, Smash, coming at you. Well, welcome you guys to another episode of Talk of Brothers Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. We got a really dope show for you guys. We got my boy, BTG, in the house. What's happening, BT? What up, what up? I got my long, my long lost homeboy, man. And, and I'm so excited to have him on the show, man. My boy AP representing from for, for the West Coast, but but via Guam. What's going on, dog? Way out there. What's going on, man? What's happening with y'all? Everybody out there doing the thing, man. That's what's up. So with all of us on this call, man, I'm excited about this one, bro, because AP, man, we went through he's one of those dudes that you 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 grew as a man and learned how to be a man with him side by side you know that's one of the dudes that when we were you know you, you're living with mom you're hanging out with you know you're doing your thing with mom and you, you get out on out in the world and you turn learn how to be a man and we we went through those trials and tribulations together man so it's much love to be able to reconnect with you bro and and really touch and and see that you're doing good things you're over there in guam radio personality and uh Man, tell me, give me, give me, give me some info, man. What's up with you? What, what you been doing, man? Man, this like I said, I I've been out here on Guam since about well, I came out here first time like around two thousand, late ninety nine, two thousand, and got in touch with a whole bunch of people. Did some music, was on a whole bunch of albums, and I came back the second time. Got into the radio side of things, and Guam is beautiful. You know, it's beautiful people here. And there's all different races on Guam, you know, all different races. I ran into everybody here. And, you know, there's a lot of military bases. So a lot of people slide through here. So I've met a lot of people and I've done a lot of things as far as hosting, like, video music awards and everything out here. They, they got a lot of stuff going on. They got a lot of talented artists out here. And I got to grow as a man out here as well. And just going through life, just like you guys, man. That's what's up. That was real. So what's up with your smash, man? What you what you been up to? Well, you know we hadn't got a chance to. We do an episode. We like uh, missing in action, smash. But we got you on the mic today, dog. What's up with you, man? Man, I'm dugging and dodging ice, bro. This it's cold out here where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? Like one day it's snowing, the next day is 12 degrees. But you know what I'm saying? I'm used to it by now. They didn't they didn't took this old southern boy and trying to you know what I'm saying, trying to make him into a, a Midwest dude, but it ain't gonna happen. I'm I'm still south till I die, you know what I'm saying? That's what's Peace up, up A Town down, South. <laughs> already snowing and stuff out there, y'all? Oh yeah. But so I got I got I got snow in the yard right now. I can't make a snowman, but we can have a snowball fight. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't seen snow in so many years, man. It's been a long time for me, bro. A long time. Nothing but uh, palm trees and beach days. Oh, I've seen you some. He said, I've seen you some. <laughs> <laughs> he talking about, man, he get on the, he get on the, on the, on the mic talking about, man, it's 100, 100 degrees humidity. I'm like, man, it's 30 degrees here. I wish I could get some of that warm weather. 
Shoot, man, you wouldn't want to go back. I'm telling you, this island life, I came out here and and I just, I love it, man. The people are real cool and, and like the weather's always good. You know, they have typhoons and stuff out here and storms that come slide through here every once in a while. And you know, uh, that type of stuff. But more than, more than not, it's always nice out here, man. Beautiful weather, always. That's see, I'm I'm jealous and envy on that one, bro. <laughs> I, I sure would like to see some I'm fun. Blessed, sun. Man. It's a blessing. Yes, sir. I'm a I'm a beach bum at heart. So anytime I get some beach <laughs> weather and some sand and some beaches, I'm I'm at home with that. BTG. What up? What's good on your front, man? Man, if it get 30 degrees out here in LA, I'm gonna have to holler at God. <laughs> <laughs> We don't do that out here. You better turn that up. Any, anything under 59, we, you know, we call in the police. <laughs> man. Other than that, I'm chilling, man. Watching these Lakers trying to beat up on Portland right now. How's, how's that going for you? We up by 10. It's in the fourth, early fourth. That's what I'm talking about. Get them, Lakers. I forget about AP. You a Laker fan, too, man. <laughs> But look, but look, but look, here's the thing, uh, BTG. Now, mm-hmm. your boy is a Raider friend too now, but he got Contrast's opinion on, on how this thing going to end. Go ahead, a- go ahead, lace him up a little bit, AP. Okay. Man, I'm Gruden is who I'm not happy with. Him and Mark Davis, I don't, I don't really know about their plan. Like I was telling, telling you off the air, it's all up in the air. If, if Gruden can make the right picks, and really do what he was sent there to do, then things could work out, you know, to a certain extent. But I don't know, man. From what I've seen in the past, from him taking Tony Dungy's team, from him doing all of these things, I don't know if he could do it. I don't really have the faith in him yet. Like, he ain't proved it. And with the record we got right now, it surely ain't looking as good as I thought it was going to look. That's the show. And we wanted Gruden back. That's the hard part about the Raiders. Everybody wanted Gruden back in the beginning. Now you see what's kind of going on, and it's like I kind of got a question: Can he can he really make it happen? Can he? And I love my Raiders. I went to games all day. I used to, I stayed in the town. I remember getting on Bart, riding the subway, walking into Oco, seeing the fight, seeing people getting knocked out for being a Denver fan, all of that. So to see the Raiders in the position they in now, I know the whole town is probably like, and they leaving Oakland too. Woo. Whoa. Well, y'all, hey, y'all, Cali dudes, be so hyped in everything y'all say. Man. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all be making funeral sound exciting, boy. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we gonna sell it to you. We definitely gonna sell it to you. <laughs> oh, that for real. They, he sold us a, a dream, boy. I, I was dreaming big because when he first came back, I was like, yeah, here come Gruden right on time. Get Jack Del Rio up out of there. Now it's people talking about, man, bring Jack back. I was like, nah, don't do that. <laughs> I don't think that's the answer neither. But uh, yeah, uh, Gruden still got some more to prove to me. I yeah. I agree wholeheartedly with you, AP. But I digress. So <laughs> getting into this show, man, one one thing happened this week, man. We want to take a moment of silence for, for my boy Stan Lee, man, passing away the Marvel uh, creator. It's uh, I first heard about it, man. My heart dropped. I mean, it's, it's like I lost a, a real family member. You know, I thought, I thought the dude was alien, like 95 years old. I thought he was actually one of his characters. Yeah, I'm like, he gonna live forever. I thought so. 
I mean, this dude, you got to think, a lot of people from way back, I mean, before we were even born, you know, Stan Lee fans, Stan Lee made everything. And even to see him in movies and stuff as time went on, you know, his later years, you know, I was like, wow, he's finally starting to get more in the limelight and people could see who he actually is. I mean, up in, up until maybe even maybe 10 or 15 years ago, people probably never really even knew what he looked like. Right. So to, right. to have him at this position now, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it hurts. You know, it, it, it makes me wonder where Marvel is going to go from here. But I know they got it. Well, you know, you know, I heard, you know, a couple of cats was telling me like, well, man, he lived till he was 95. That's a that's a good life. I said, no, certain cats is not supposed to die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson, not supposed to die. Stan Lee, not supposed to die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that Houston, supposed to die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Prince, he was supposed to live forever, you know? Sure. Yeah, even him too. Yeah, for real. But what? Uh, I still can't believe it. But on that Marvel's theme, man, what, what was what was some of y'all favorite characters of, of, that you that you thought was uh you thought you were that person? Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta go with Iron Man. You gotta go with with people like that, man. I don't know if his name is a uh, Majesto or Ma uh, there's a few other ones. You know, like I saw the character, I didn't really know them, and I didn't really follow the comic book. But when I kind of seen it, you know, in the movies, I was like, wow, this is this is something where, you know, this guy controlling the earth, you know, his 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 imagination to make up these characters is what impressed me even more than the character itself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, well, I'm glad I'm glad you said imagination and also his his uh, acknowledgement and respect for black people, because what a lot of people don't know is that Magneto and Professor X was created because of Barton and uh, and uh, an X, so uh, you know that's just the geeky side, and I thought that was dope. Yeah, um, I did. But but if I had to go with a character, I got to go with Wolverine because Wolverine is low key a black man. He be stressed out. <laughs> yeah, he be stressed he out. Was, he done seen everything. He was definitely the angry black man, man, in, in mm -hmm. wolf clothing. For real, <laughs> he was. Man, he wasn't any Freddy Krueger with them claws, man. Yeah, <laughs> and my 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 favorite character has always been Spider Man, but the one that I would say I always related to was uh the Hulk because hey man I I got I used to have a timber back in the day. What you mean and, used to? Hey man, I, I've evolved. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what black men do. We evolve, baby. You uh, glasses uh, that Hennessy, that green to come out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with, with a little uh, hypnotic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But uh, <laughs> but no, nah, like that. That's what I. That's what I like because the whole. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I always used to tell people, you wouldn't like me when I'm mad. I'm a really nice guy, but you won't like me when I'm mad. Because when I'm mad, I'm gonna tear up every damn thing. And we gonna we gonna see what the wreckage is, what's left after the wreckage. Yeah, and my I'm, my favorite ones. And I, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it pro black here. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Black Panther, and I'm gonna take Nicholas Cage. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride that that wave. But growing up, it was always Cage. Nicholas Cage. The you talking about the I mean, fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, his name was Cage. 
Luke Cage. I'm sorry, Luke, Luke Cage. Cage. Luke Cage. I'm Luke Cage. All right, I'm with you. Hey, I like Nicholas Cage too, but this ain't you know this ain't we not acknowledging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a, Luke Cage. I'm tripping, but I'm, I'm gonna take those characters. And then one thing I read, man, it was an argument going on saying who was the who was the richest because we know it was always um, even in the comics it was always white privilege with. Batman. 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 Mm -hmm. So I, I had to look it up and say, um, where if 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 the Black Panther it was ruling a nation, who was the richest? So they come in at like Batman came in at like 13 million. So they put they clocked in Black Panther at 12 trillion. I was like, damn, power to the people. Power to the people. <laughs> Wakanda forever, Wakanda baby. Wakanda forever. <laughs> I would I would I would have thought it was Tony Stark. Oh, Iron Man. Yeah, it, but that he was third. Tony Stark yeah, was third. But Black Panther got that vibranium over there. Yeah, we man. need some of that. We need, <laughs> we need some of that in real life. Yeah. Sure. So I was like that. That's it's cool, and that's one thing about Stan Lee. He would give you like most people create these characters, and he would go so in depth. Like who would actually put a, a a a financial value on each one of his characters? You know how much each one would work, and that's what you <laughs> like about him. He's, he'll give you you know real good details about all his all his characters. I'm gonna miss Stanley, man, I, and I hope you know like most most people, they have a vision for their for what they've created, and I hope that those that's in the power that be can continue to the vision that he's had for his characters, and hope it don't turn into something. <laughs> totally different that we don't recognize as fans of, of Marvel Comics. That's the business, man. I mean, I used to think Iron Man was black myself because I could never see behind that mask. I'm like, I bet you that's a brother behind that mask. I know he's doing something, man. He got to be in another level, man. He got that money. I used to think it, could, it couldn't. Maybe it is a white boy. But then I was like, damn, you know what? Because I, like I said, I didn't really get into the comics when I was younger. It kind of was later in my life. But I thought, you know, he used to do some brother-type actions, Iron Man, that made me think, like, man, is this a brother behind this mask? Plus, he liked to hide, and you know, he was he was down with a lot of the a lot of the realest people, so that's why I kind of dug him for that. But yeah, man, Black Panther. When I saw that, I was I loved it. I took my kids and everything to see it. I don't know, my daughter wasn't as into it as I wanted her to be. But you know, I, I sat there. My youngest daughter watched the whole entire movie, and I never I never seen her watch a whole entire movie. She's only three years old, but she sat through the whole thing of Black Panther with eyes glued to the screen. And I was like, "Yeah, this is something that she needed to see too. See us in a in a positive light." Oh yeah, yeah. You, you gotta uh, you gotta look at the uh, comic books on the Black Panther because uh, I mean I ain't trying to you know saying ruin it for everybody, but Killmonger has died a couple of times when you read the uh, comic book. He keeps coming back. So, you know what I'm saying? I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been around, but I I like Stan Lee, and I, I, I saw something, because you see all these tributes to him, and one in the interview he did, he said he wants to be known as a great writer. And I was like, damn, that's... It's true. We don't look at him like that. But when you really yeah. think about what he did, he is a great writer. Like I put him up there with Stephen King now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, he created him. Him. Him and Stephen King <clears throat> both have their own separate universes. They created a separate universe. True. Outside of reality, you know what I'm saying, and that's why both of them are legends. 
Yeah, and that, that's what made me think like he's 95 years old. That's why I was like, man, Stan, like you said, I wouldn't. That's somebody you would say he's gonna live forever. You know, I'll die before he die. You know, I thought he had that mutant blood. I thought he was writing from reality because because <laughs> his his writing was so in depth. It was so real. Yeah, it made it so yeah, real. Yeah, made like, you feel real. Yeah, and I mean, you think about it, like I don't know if if kids. And I hate to, you know, put my old man hat on, but I don't know if kids these days really understand the origin of of where Marvel come from and, and and how in depth it is. I mean, it's so many other characters that haven't even been touched. We always get see the Wolverines, we always see the Spider Mans, you know. But we all hit Professor X. But there's so many other characters. Like I don't think many of them really understood that there was a Black Panther. Black Panther has always been there. You know what I'm saying? Luke Cage yeah. has always been there, and there's, and there's several other. I mean, Blade. Th that was a Marvel character, you know. So it's so many For characters. Too. Yeah, you can go back what decades, man, decades, and those characters bro. were there. Yeah, but we just haven't, you know. It's it's always been um, <laughs> them publicizing the actual the characters that look like them, the Caucasian type yeah. characters. So it was never a. Uh, a, a, a character that we can relate to so i think that that was really the biggest impact for for us and that's why for me and and i don't know about you guys that's why it was really empowering for me to support it because at the end of the day i was like man we on the big screen we got to cherish this you know what i'm saying no matter if it was good or bad now coming from a comic aspect i thought it, i thought it could have been a better um more action, more explosion, more what I'm used to seeing from Marvel. But just the fact yeah. that, that they actually put it on the silver screen was dope for me, and, and, and it, it, it pulled us together in a way that we haven't seen since I would say since since Bar uh, Barack Obama took office. You know, because we haven't for been real. together like that in a long time, and that's a testament to Stan Lee, where he can he was thinking outside the box. You know, yeah. Who oh. was, man? Even a cartoon. They got a cartoon for Black Panther. My kids were watching Disney or something, and I saw Black Panther in the cartoon, and I'm like, wow, you know, this is really, you know, something that, I, I mean, not to say that I never thought that it would happen, but wow, I didn't know if in my lifetime I would ever see I, it. I never thought it was going to happen. I, I never did. And then you think about that, that character has smashed all the records. All the records that all the characters that they you know put up put before us and and we we watch and we hold dear to our heart, smashed it all. You know, I'm like one of the top box selling offers, and I think it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be hard for any anything to, to top the Black Panther the way it came out and smashed the box off. I need one more smash in there though. One more. <laughs> <laughs> well. well I mean, he's he's on he's he's on record now, and he's they definitely signed up for the part two. So I'm I'm definitely looking excited about that. But I want to see him. Yeah, but he did right, man. He let me tell you something. Before he left the building, he put Spawn on. I mean, he put um, what's the name of the movie? BTG that we just went and watched. Uh, oh, you talking about Venom? Venom. Man, if you hadn't seen Venom, to all the listeners, go out and check this movie, man. This is. He left a banger on deck before he passed away, man. That was like one of the best movies, uh, comic movies that you would want to see, man. It, it was, it's dope. A little Real realistic, dope. dog. I mean, how did it look to y'all? I loved it, especially, especially the ending, because, like I said, I've been following them characters. If you're a Spider-Man fan, then you know about Venom and Carnage. Yep. So it's, yeah. it's on and pop. It's on and popping. 
I was like a little kid. I was like a little kid in the theater. I was like, Spider-Man better pop up somewhere. He didn't pop up, but I was like, but I'm like, yo, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, because they got Carnage. And he, he is at the end of the movie. And uh, not to, you know, spoiler alert, not trying to give the movie away, but it's set up for the next, the next installation to come in. And it was just, it was, I mean, it came in with, with action out the door. You know what I'm saying? It was funny. It, the characters was charismatic. It was just a, a dope movie, man. It was, it's to the point where I have a house of three boys and myself and my wife, you know, so we dominate the household, you know, it's always boy things going down. So yeah, we go watch these movies and she just goes, you know, she just going for the ride, you know, and she will watch the movies and, and she'll come out the movie like, okay, what's next? But this was one movie that she was like, that was dope. That was really good. I want to see that again. So that's how mm -hmm. good the movie was, man. It was, it was like, she ready for the next one. When the next one come out? <laughs> It just everyone. It just ain't a guy's movie, you know who you are. I gotta get my partner and we go see it. You feel me? And that's the only way I'm gonna see it. But the whole fam go see it. That's yeah, that's what's up. It was worth it, man. He right. left us with a he left he left us with a gem. He left us with a gem. And for the people that don't know that don't know all uh, the the excitement and all the uh, the huge uh, praise for Carnage, just go watch Venom. And then think of Venom, think of Carnage as another Venom, but like on crack. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, it, it's crazy because they had him strapped down. They had him strapped down in the chair, and I'm like, man, he was like, wait till y'all get a load of me. It, it's gonna be on. It, it's and I and I thought they picked the perfect, yes. the perfect person for him. Yes, they did. I will I will say this though, because like I was saying, like all these tributes going on with Stan Lee. It, it left, I, I read something that I ain't know about. Him and his daughter were working on one last character before he died, and it was called Dirt Man. So in the future, we wanted to look out for Dirt Man, and I don't know what that's gonna be, but I didn't even know that his daughter was into it like that. So she may be the legacy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, oh, I, I, hope she, I, I hope she is the next genie bus. Right. They gotta do something. Now you got the, the Infinity Wars and, and didn't everybody die during that? Yeah, but you know, the stone gonna bring them back though. Exactly. That's not and that's not <laughs> that, that's that's not a spoiler. That's not a spoiler, but you know, it, 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 it to to know that there's gonna be a part two, you gotta know everybody's coming back. <clears throat> By the way, I'm 35 years old. When I saw when I saw Spider-Man fading away, a thug tear dropped. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> He said oh, thug tear. <laughs> nah, that's hey. real. When somebody says thug tear drop, that's, man, that means it, it probably never dropped prior to that. Hey, but I, I want to just say this for the record real quick. Hey, BTG, I, I caught the genie bus reference. Yeah. <laughs> you got to circle back to, the, to these old funky Lakers. Hey. And I'm, I'm sitting here right now hoping that they can they can take this L, but don't look like they're going to take it. I mean, they got ball out here hitting threes, which is amazing to me. But Man, when I saw that, I was like, this boy has improved. What'd he do? He, he must have been in the offseason just nothing but threes and free throws or something. And the, and the cold part about it, he didn't even fix his shot. He got the same shot. Same shot. Same. I think it's just confident. I mean, you got LeBron James on your team. You you tend to think you're invincible. So, hey, you got LeBron James. <laughs> Hey, your 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 whole momentum when you go out to play is why not? Why not? <laughs> mm -hmm. Why not shoot this shot? Right. Why not do this? You know? 
Man. But look. But check it. You guys, you guys listen to Drink Champs, right? Yeah. All right. So you know, Talker Brothers, we hold T.I. in high regard. And Talker Brothers. For for somebody that comes from which we call a rise, then a fall, then a rise again. Whoa, 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 whoa. When 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 that happened, you kind of you know that type of person you want to listen to what he gotta say to be able to do that. You know, so for sure. But he was on Drink Champs, all right? And midway through the midway through the actual episode, he was he 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 kind of had me confused for a second because he took he said for us they took the crack game was was a a, a motivation for them to become businessmen and I, I know most of this is gonna be like man what are you talking about the crack that was like that destroyed our community but what he was saying was that it taught them how to be entrepreneurs you know it taught them how to to be to get out on their own and on their own not have to, to depend on somebody else i mean because you think about it and before the 90s hit we didn't have any we didn't have many black billionaires none that we can identify and recognize to after the 90s after the 90s and until th- now there's tons of millionaires and even billionaires at this point so i pose the question to you guys what are other things that we see as a disadvantage like being like he's saying the crack was a disadvantage it did devour our communities but we turned it into a positive thing what are some other things as as black folks that we've taken as a negative and turned into a positive can any of y'all think of some of those things um for one for one i had some time to think on this so you said that he said that the crack he said the crack era the crack game taught them how to be entrepreneurs taught them how to be businessmen I, I I I I can agree and I can disagree at the same time. I don't think it. I don't think it just it, it, it taught them. I think it forced them to be entrepreneurs. Uh, there were other routes that you could have taken, but that was the to us. I guess it was the easier route to take. It was the most available. I would say um, the most available come up that we could that that we could prosper off of. But um, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I can slightly agree with it. Uh, but it, you know, it was forced on us. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think we—I'm not necessarily looking at the fact that we we understand what the what the crack crack epidemic did for us in the in the mid '80s. We know how how devastating it was in our communities. But we're we're a resilient group of people. You know, we we've overcome so much. But I, I'm more like say like doing slavery that we didn't have all the, the the things that we eat now you know what i'm saying that that was luxury that's something that we didn't get so we had to learn how to take the the, the, the scraps from a hog you know smash the favorite boys. yeah fast smash favorite meal chitlins you know <laughs> <laughs> but those type of things you know so i mean you think like mm-hmm. i take it like we talked earlier btg like Eli Whitney, we out this, they out in this cotton field picking this cotton, and, and he sat down and, and thought of a, a ingenious way of develop the cotton gin. You know, those are the type of things I'm thinking of. What, what type of things that that we've we've went on to take these tragic situations and made positive things from it? Because I don't think if that happened, do you think if if the crack epidemic didn't happen, 
would we be in a position right now of owning our own the way that we we're, we're moving forward we don't own as much as we should but we know we know why that is but you got to go through pain to get to get to the joy right there's always got to be something to propel you into that next thing and even though of course crack was bad all of that shit was terrible it did destroy communities but at the same time just like you said it kind of talked just like back i remember back in the 80s and 90s a lot of people didn't like being on tv or or being like being like highly promoted nowadays you got ice cube owning this and you got these people doing a whole bunch of different things now that they that they didn't think was cool back then they were throwing mc hammer in the back of a trunk in a car clowning people back in the day but now they're doing exactly what mc hammer was trying to do back then right it's like we we didn't look highly on those things and we look down upon people when they try to promote themselves now everybody's on reality tv so we kind of had to go through that time of saying wow i mean there was a couple people who saw it and they were ahead of their time but once we finally caught on to it we took over that's what i see now anyway smash it's crazy smash you sit up like you had something to say Nah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, you, you you talk about TI, so you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I try to, you know what I'm saying, get TI through me. So, like I say, you know, the proclivities of the, of the dope game at that time was an acceleration the for our black people. Uh, a tabulation. <laughs> But no, no, I mean like the the uprise of dope during that time was was a good um, thing for black people because it it allowed them to uh, escape the uh, situation that they were in at that time, whether it was the hood or whatever you were facing. But did it give us those uh, platforms to get up there and learn how to um, you know what I'm saying uh, network when you like say like what T.I. said in, in the interview where he said like, where you got this block, I got this block and stuff like that. So the dope game did teach people a way, but I still think that people had that in them. It was just a hustle game that you learned over time. Like I grew up- it was like, how, how do we put it all together, right? That's right. probably what they were thinking. Like I grew up with the uh, the candy lady. Right. And yeah. And everybody had a, uh, from where I know, everybody had a candy lady where you, you you know, the store was selling candy for this much, but you would go to the candy lady house, get a freeze cup or whatever you called it, where you was from. That's a whole nother debate. Frozen cup in my yeah, area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, ices and ice creams. Yeah, yeah. Ice. You, yeah. you go get a freeze cup, you go get a candy. I mean, like a dollar, a dollar was stretched back then. So people learn how to flip things like they flipping houses now. But back then, the candy lady was the version of that flip. So that's that's where I see like people learn how to do stuff like that. It was just basically taking a bad situation and and making it to a positive situation. And you you can say that based off the N word because that's what everybody says. Like they say we took the N word that was a negative connotation. Once again, Ti uh, connotation back in the day off of calling us a derogatory term, but then we turn it into a positive. And you know what I'm saying, made it something that, that we can relate to and say, hey, they're not gonna kill us with this word. We're gonna prosper from that. Hey, there that's you go. That there you go, Goldie. There's that should be the number one right there, is the N-word. That's right. Yeah, but I mean but, 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 
outside of your thing, man. There's a lot of people who are scared to step outside. Just like me, I, I came out here, man, and don't nobody say the N-word out here. My daughter don't even know the N-word. Like, she don't hear it. She don't really hear it. My daughters, they don't they don't know that side of the game. They were they don't grow up around it, but I did. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you know how you know what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to be at. You know when to use the N-word and when not to. And a lot of people, you know, I mean, not a lot, but there are still some some guys that don't. And right. I've seen them mess everything up because they tried to they brought that out at the wrong time. And that's and that's crazy because it, it still shouldn't be that way. But it is. There's there's still certain situations where you really still can't be you. And that's Ooh. that's still a and that's thing, it was, man. Hey, that, you, hey, you, go, go ahead, Goldie. Nah, go ahead. I was about to say, I I, I understand that. And, and and I feel like we want to say, well, you know, it, like you said, in certain places and in certain times where we're not, so, where we're, you know, don't use it. You know what I'm saying? There's a place and a time for that. I kind of understand that, but I kind of disagree with that because if you're saying that we got to show, uh, uh, show ourselves in a different light when we're around other people, well, when they listen to the same music we listen to, and I guarantee you, with their windows up, they listen and they saying the same thing that we saying off of the word. Oh, yeah. you know can, can, can I jump? Cause, oh, BTG, man, you hit it on the head. So, where I work, and like I said, I'm not going to tell y'all where I work because I'm going to be like Tommy on this show. You, but, have, uh, <laughs> you have no <laughs> job, Tommy. <laughs> but, Rip, Tom. like, like, look, check this out, though. I jumped in a car with, let's just say, let's, let's just call him my manager, my white manager, right? And you know, he was playing a song that had the N-word in it, I swear, I counted at least seven times. Not that I felt uncomfortable, but I was just like, damn, he jamming to this? So, like, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, hey, man, this dude, he gonna feel comfortable. Like, I know if I ain't, ain't in this car, he done said that N-word at least once, you know what I'm saying? Bar for bar. Yeah. yeah. But so that that's where I... Like easy for my vocabulary, and I'll call you ninjas or negro or something. Because <laughs> if we if we not stopping it, who gonna stop it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but that yeah. leads that leads me into my other my next question. Um, is it okay to turn your blackness down? That's my next question. Is it okay? I mean, like we like they say, want to keep it 100. Is it okay to turn your blackness down? Is it blackness? Is it black? Is it blackness, or is it your own? Or is it your personality? Well, yeah, it's like just just you. No, because every now don't get me wrong. Now everybody's different. Everybody's different. I mean, you have, you know, you walk around and you say, "Man, that's black," but then you know, you walk around and some people they just they acting like the N word. You know what I'm saying? So there's a difference, but it's a definitely a difference. So is it a it? Is it a reason for you to turn it down or should you remain who you are, what you are at all times? And I mean, I'm saying that to be like in mixed company, whenever do you, should you turn it down or should you just remain the same? I, so, go I, ahead, agree, I agree that you turn, I, I agree that you turn it down. I don't agree. I don't, I don't believe in code switching, but I, be, I believe in turning it down. You can turn it down. Not, not to code switch, not to turn it off or to turn into a different person. And no, I don't talk white. I talk proper. 
Right. So I could I could I I, I could be around. It, it don't matter where I go. We could be. We can go to the Raiders game, and I could sit between uh, a Hispanic and a white person. And if I and my and my boys is coming late to the game, and I'm cool with the cat sitting next to me when my when my fellas come, I'm like yo yo, this is my this is my boy, such and such this is my boy, or I might be off the liquor and be like, look, this is my nigga Tom right here. You know <laughs> right, what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> right, just like that. But if I'm in a business meeting, yeah, I'm gonna turn it down because nigga is not the right word to be in this business meeting right here. Right. Yeah, not not because I'm code switching, because they might fear the word which might stop me, which might stop the business from progressing because they don't understand it. They ain't ready for it. Once again, I love my Cali dudes because that boy said hood proper. <laughs> and know when to turn it down. I love it. I love it because he like he he one hundred percent correct because like in in the workplace, they no matter what color, race, whatever you want to call it, whatever you is, there's there's a time to be professional, and then there's a time not to be. So hood proper professionalism. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to be that way. And like he said, when his boys come late to the game, he gonna be like this this my this my this my n word. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But I'm just saying, like, there is a time to turn it down because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, there's times where we've been in that situation and be like, oh man, this dude on some, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm being politically correct right now, so excuse me, everybody, but this, this N word on some N shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it, there is a time to turn it down. You you can't. I mean, Dave Chappelle did a whole skit on it when keeping it real go wrong. You can't keep it real all the time because it's not the right problem, place. Man. I know you he knows a place and time to do that too himself. You don't yeah. be hood in church. Yeah, and, that, and that's one thing. And, and I'll say, and why you speak on that AP about Obama because last Sunday there was a special with uh, Michelle Obama. And they, their intentions of the White House was more of what she was saying was the intentions of the White House was she wanted to open it up and let people see other than just the White House. You get what I'm saying? So they have at the at these different events and these different functions that they had, they had hip hop artists. You know, they had the country singers. It was diverse. You know, it was wasn't just one sided. So. Yeah, there's a there's a there's room for to turn it down, but I'm like BTG. You you can't turn you can't turn it off. Please don't turn no, it you off. Can't turn it you off. Know? No, it's impossible to turn it off. No, it's you not. A, no, no, because the, the word code switching is, is was created for a reason. Because there's a lot of yeah. dude, there's a lot of dudes out here that, like he said, you, I'm in I'm in this company and this is nigga 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 nigga. And then when the other person come in, because that's who you are. I know that's who you are. That's what you are. You always been that all my life. That's who you've been. But then when they get into this mixed company, their their whole demeanor, their whole the whole the whole the actions and how they act and how they talk totally changes 100%. You know, so it has to be, I'm not saying that you should turn it off, but you should have, a, you should know when to turn it down because again, even like PTG said, when you get to a Raider game or, or say you them same people that you didn't, that you wanted to code switch, you get into a situation or area or a place or a night where you out with them and you kind of feel comfortable to where you know you could say that. So, I mean, I, I think it still depends on the situation and where you at 
because you could be with them same co-workers you wasn't cool with saying with, but y'all out kicking it somewhere and it slip out. Damn, man. It, it, it just comes out because it's like you said, that's who you are. So I think it still depends on kind of where you at, what the situation is, what's going on, you know, and, and maybe you still do feel uncomfortable with these people, but you being you, you can't turn it down all the time. Sometimes it's you still come out. Yeah. It happened to me here. Hang, hanging around people that probably never even heard the N word unless it was on a rap record. Right. So to hear a real black person say it was like, it was trippy to them, but I couldn't take it back. Once it's, it's out there, it, it was out there. You know what I'm saying? But I felt, I never felt comfortable in the workspace talking with these people like that. But being out with them, we chilling. We didn't had a few drinks. We didn't, we didn't hosted this or that. That was my nigga, yeah, at that point in time or something. <laughs> so it just came out that way. And, and they didn't take it wrong. And I was expecting like a, you know, that look like, what the fuck? But it wasn't. It was just like. Yeah, it made the whole room uncomfortable. Everybody just kept rolling with the punches. <laughs> oh, hey, but that's the cold part about it. I don't care how uncomfortable you get. Right. Yeah. I really, I really don't. I really just, don't. You, you, you. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I have respect for people and people's space and, and, and things like that. And I know, and I, and I understand a whole, you know, when to say it and you know who to say it around. But at the same time, bro, this is developed from slavery and you'll never get an apology for that. So if it makes you feel uncomfortable, I don't care. This is life. Uh, right. And that's, and that's one of the main things that, that, that I, I speak on that because that's like that's one thing that we turn from a negative to a positive. While you you we 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 took the power away from you from that word. You know, so you you feel like if you say it that it's going to make us feel less than. So we take the word and we we spew it back to you, back to each other in a term of endearment. So we took the the power away from them because of it and even the, the spelling of it. You know, you spell it N I G G E R. You know, we spend the N-I-G-G-A, mm -hmm. you know, so, so we, we can get high and smoke weed all day. All day. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> but, but look, let me ask you this, though. Getting goals accomplished, let, right? Let, 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 me, let me ask you this, though, Goldie. So now, now, it's not appropriate to be walking around saying the word faggot anymore, right? Oh, that's blasphemy now. You can't okay, say so that. Now, watch, now, now yeah. watch this. Now watch this. So if you was kicking it, if you had some gay, you know, gay friends, some gay roommates from back in the day, y'all cool, and, and y'all go out and chilling and stuff like that, and they and they saying the f word back and forth to each other, does it offend you? No, it don't. It arrest my case. It don't. And I and I have, I mean, I have associates that that are gay, and it's been many times that it may be a situation where they sit around and and you know they they got. They go to the overboard with the feminine, the, the over feminine ways, right? And mm -hmm. they, if they even said, "Man, that's a real faggot right there," and that kind of took you aback, like, "Oh!" But again, they they took the that negative connotation and 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 turned it back to a situation where only they can use it. We can't yeah. say it, you know what I'm saying? We but, can't. But say you it. understand? But you understand that, like, that's them. They use that word amongst each other, exactly. just like we use the word nigga amongst each other. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I gotta get out of here, y'all. I'm looking at this clock already. I gotta head to this job, bro. And no. go do this thing, man. No doubt. AP, don't be a yeah. don't be a stranger, bro. Oh no, it's on now. You done already lit the fire, bro. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, we got we got we got more to get to. We got more to get to, man. <laughs> That's what's up, man. It's good to hear from all y'all, man. No doubt. Much love, bro. Take it easy. What's up? Much love to y'all, man. All right, man. Stay safe out there. Most definitely. You bro. too, brother. Later. But, but keeping keeping the show, keeping the show moving. <clears throat> what anything else that we need to add to this conversation? that we missed, that we overlooked? Nah, I, I, I don't think we really overlooked anything, but I, I think we I think we had to educate people that are non-black or non-African American. Because like, there, there's, there's, two, there's two songs that I like, and one is Drake that say, I'm sick of you niggas. Like, I love that song. It's, I think it's called Mob Ties. And I love it because he's like, I'm sick of you niggas. Like, because I, I really do. I really do be sick of y'all niggas a lot of times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't want anybody outside the African American black race saying that song. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then there's another song that we all like is um, Lil Duval. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. Like, it's a good song. So, no, when it's not I a talk, good song. It's not a good song. No, but well, it is a good song to me. But <laughs> when I talk to when I talk to anybody outside my race, I tell them, and they say they like that song. I say, well, you need to download the radio version. And I look at them and make sure that if they try to download it in front of me, you downloading the radio version because you're not gonna be in your car on my dime saying that. Cordell said that you can download, you know, or smash, whatever you want to say, if you want to use my government, but you're not going to download this on my dime, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be contributing to this to the black community so y'all can come back and uh, roast me. No, I'm just playing on that end, but I'm just saying, like, but that's that's the education part I think we got to do, man. Like, all these songs are out here and we saying it, and it's cool because we, we cool with it. But like when our other counterparts do it, we gotta like let them know like, hey, you can't download the real version. You gotta download the radio version. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I'll go that far, um, but it, it, it's it's for us. And this is what one of the reasons why we started this podcast is because we have to educate and, and let let them know the difference between what you think of us and what we re, what we really are. You know, and this this is, you know, just like we go back to this crack epidemic thing, like Ti spoke on. It's this. It was meant to eradicate the black and the brown people. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was something that we had to take and and move forward from, and take that and let them understand. No matter what you do to me, no matter how you try to belittle me or put me down, that I I will I will find a way to overcome. I will find a way to step up and move forward from these types sure. of situations. I mean, we can't, and I and I and I look at it, and I'm gonna transition a little bit. Also, there was a video that I watched, and it was it was a gang-related video, and the kid was from Chicago, right? And the kid was like, he didn't he didn't respect his elders. That you know, we you're not out in these streets. I, I think Gio posted it for us in the in the group, and he was it was like saying that they forgetting where they come from, and I think it's 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 important for guys like ourselves to keep 
pushing that because if we don't if we don't bring it to light then it will be forgotten you know what i'm saying we, we won't we'll lose the we'll lose we'll lose the ability for it to be trans to tr be translated continuously from when we when we dead and gone i should say i think that's a little different though like you know what i'm saying talking about telling people they forget where they forgot compared to somebody outside your race you know quoting a song because to me it's twofold like if i'm talking to a person of my own race telling them like you know what i'm saying i didn't forget where i came from i just know where i'm at but let me tell you where i came from and where you're at right now because where i came from and where you at are two different instances right now exactly and, you know but at the same time when I tell this other person that's not of my race, like, you can't say this, that's just educating you so that if you're in the wrong part of town, like when Justin Bieber broke down and he was in the hood, you ain't gonna get your ass beat. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's it's, it's two, two different spectrums. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, you have to... If you telling a story, if you telling a story of of, of your of your of a family member, right? If you if you stop telling that story, nobody will be able to remember that story. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 I take and I tell you, um, my grandmother, my grandfather was this. This is what they had to do, and it kind of it kind of empowers you to fight forward and move forward because you you think about it. That kid was sitting on that video saying that I'm out here in these streets, but you're not out here in these streets. But hold up, young fella. Somebody was in those, they was in those streets before you were in those streets. You know, and at, at some point in time, how the, how the adage goes, the older I get, the wiser I get. You know, the, I, I try to put, becoming a man, I put my childish, my childish things away. So you, you can't, you, you can't dismiss it, but you got to respect it. And that and that goes across the board. I don't, you know, turning your blackness down doesn't mean that you're not. Uh, I'm not 100. It just means I need to turn it down so that I can articulate what I'm trying to tell you, so that you can understand it. You, no, I I agree with you 100. percent And BTG, you can jump in and help me out. But um, I agree 100. percent If I'm talking to a youngster. I'm not going to turn it down. I'm going to be, I honestly, I'm probably going to turn it up because I'm trying to let you know where I'm at now right. and what, and then I'm going to tell you where I was at and what people before me and what I went through done already. So what you're doing is nothing new. Just like we tell our kids, like that's the same stuff we tell our kids. Everything you're trying on me, you can't do, I already done, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying for the other race, I'd be looking out for them, trying to tell them like, don't be trying to, hey, because I'm gonna tell you this, this, this is what freaked me out. I went to Cali out in the Bay, and I had never seen this stuff before when I when I was being from the South. I saw some Filipinos using the N word. Oh, and I, and, and I looked and I was like, y'all gonna allow? No, 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 smash, smash. I gotta, I, I gotta jump in on this. I gotta okay, jump okay. in on this. Go ahead, BTG. And, and I'm, and I'm glad. I'm, this is going back with Goldie's said, and this is going back what you said. Is that uh, there was cats out there before you? There was cats out there that that laid down the rules. I can tell you this: 
being from uh, Southern California, LA, there's certain Hispanics that can say the word nigga. There's certain Philippines that can say the word nigga. There's uh, Tongas and Samoans that say nigga. And that's just what it is. We accept it. So yeah, we all have the same Bible. It's just that, you know, some of the scriptures was, re- was, was written different. You know what I'm saying? That's just that's just how it is, and I think it's I think it's more of a, a of, of a regional thing. It, you know what I'm saying? You're right, because I had to like my wife told me she was like that's that's just how it is out here, and although it took a long time for it to register, I was like okay if that's how you know what I'm saying it go back to Goody Mob. When I'm on your side of town side of town, I abide by the rules that y'all live by. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm in Cali and that's how y'all roll with the Mexicans, the Filipinos or whoever saying this, then y'all cool with it? Y'all like it? I love it. You know what I'm saying? But it's but all the, part. But but it, but it all ties down to the gang culture, though. I'm not saying like if you if you bump into a paisa, you know what I'm saying with with the with the scorpion belt and the cowboy hat with the ostrich boots. <laughs> And he call you a nigga. <laughs> you might want to fire on him, but but the little homie, uh, you, you we'll have we'll have a little homie named Gabe that's from you know that's from six O. You guarantee? I guarantee you, he's saying nigga, and it's and he, you not gonna do nothing to him because Gabe probably got hands. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gabe got hands. So if you if you feel like he got a problem, you got a problem with that. Y'all got a fair fade then. I bet you Gabe come out winning. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but but it, but it's it's just it's just different, man. It, I, it's hard to it's hard to explain. I just know a lot of it ties down into the gang culture that we have out here. I know one thing that we can all agree on: there's not a white person on this earth that can say it. No, I don't care how cool you are, and you know how many times. Just imagine how many times Justin Bieber and Mac Miller, rest in peace. How many times he was called nigga, in in a in a uh, uh, in a good way, and he accepted it, but he couldn't say it back. Right, you say that's my nigga, and, and and it's okay. But then, if he said, "Yeah, you you my nigga," then it'd be a problem. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Nah, that's true. That's true. Most definitely. But I mean, I just want I just want to be known that that you can't you can't hold us down, and and I just want us to understand that we have to just like you saying, West Coast, we from the South. There's things that we have to learn and we have to understand and some things we have to accept and some things we have to let go and some things we have to get over. And keeping it 100 is not always the, the most proper thing to do. You know, so I, I definitely want that message to be relayed that it's okay. It's okay to be professional. You know, and, I, and, and, and I'll say this just to, just to delineate how the sides are, you know what I'm saying? In the West Coast, and this this may be stereotypical, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, BTG. But they wear chucks. And, and <laughs> on on the east, they wear, or at least say New York, they wear Tim. Down south, they used to wear the Reeboks. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, or, uh, Cortez, <laughs> dope man, Nikes, aka. <laughs> I, I would say this. I would say this. That is right. If you got, if you had to have a flag for each, you know, for each region, then you absolutely correct. But I can guarantee you, I had a pair of Chucks, Reeboks, and Tims in my closet. Oh well, I won't rock the Tims, but I definitely had the, definitely had the Chucks. 
I mean, I would wear Chucks now, but I'm just to the point now. It's like, you used to go to to Woolworth and there used to be a bin full of Chucks for $12. I, could, I refuse to pay $54 for a pair of Chucks. That's just blasphemy to me. But but you're right. Was they low top? Was they low? Was they low top or high top? Um, it's for me. It was always I always wanted the high top chucks. I didn't want to. I didn't want to rock the low tops. Did you have? The, did you have, did you have the skinny laces or the fat laces? I had to, <laughs> I, it, it, you, you had to draw. Now you had to draw. It depended on what you was doing. Now if we was going out to do something, you put you rock the fat laces. But for everyday affair, you put the you put the skinny laces in. Wait, but, what color? What color was the chucks? I, I always want to whack. I always want to whack the blacks. I always had the black. What, co- what color was your shoestring? My shoestring, it was multicolored. You put green, you put red, you put blue, you put any color you want in your chucks. You, you're not wearing them red shoestrings out here. Well, that's Cali. <laughs> that's Cali. But here, I'll just, hey, I'll just, I'll just mess with you because those are, those are the questions that we ask. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what we have to deal with out here. You got them chucks. All right, you getting some fast shoestrings? What color you getting? Right. One, one thing I want to ask BTG: When y'all wear y'all chucks, do y'all like? Switch the colors like one black, one red, or one black, one blue. You mean or, at the same at the same time? At the same time. Nah, nah, nah. Oh. And then and and only and only check now. Cats started to get a little bit. They started to branch off into other colors, but mainly it was the black, blue. Uh, of course, the red, the cream ones, the white ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, it stopped. Unless you was from Grape Street, then you had some purple chucks. You know what I'm saying? And, and and I'm I'm gonna throw this out there because this 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 is this is what I'm looking for for the next topic for the listeners. Like we we need to do this. Like what was worn in in the area you from? Because I know y'all in New Orleans, it was all about them Jabros, right? White tees, Jabos, and Rees. That's that was That's what, see. That was the fit. <laughs> that was so the we, fit. We need to do that one next, man. But I mean, I remember I remember before. The, the you know the white tees and 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 reeds were were popular. We used to wear it was always always about the the leaves. You know you used to rock the different color Levi's. You know what I'm saying it was just you always it was something that you identify with. You know it, for your neighborhood or whatever whatever the case may be. Um, everybody had their style, but it, I mean over time things changed. It's like now the most popular shoe probably for us to all rock is probably a pair of Jays. You know, everybody got a pair of jars in the closet. It's one with uh-huh. a, somebody got a pair of jars in the closet. You know, and, and that's just that's just what you have. You know, for me, I have several pair, and that's only because I couldn't get them when I was a kid. You know, so my parents wouldn't, wouldn't buy them for me, so I had to, as an adult. You know, those are the type of things I wanted now because I can afford them. Well, when you yep. get, they told you when you get older, you buy what you want. Okay, I'm gonna buy what I want. You know, and I tell them, I, I tell my kids the same thing. I don't buy them Jordans because they're not going to respect them. They're going to run through them, you know? So I buy them with, with, what's cost-effective, but and that means that's something for them to aspire to. You know, my, my dad used to rock these J's all the time, so when I get older, I'm going to buy what I want. I'm, I'm going to get those J's too, you know? So True, true. But we get long on, we get long on an hour, so BTG, any important words? Yeah, man, you gotta take them red laces out, man. I, just... well, I don't even listen. Listen, I don't even rock. I don't even rock chucks anymore. My feet too big to rock. When I was younger, they 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 look nice on your feet, but if you got a long foot, they don't even look right on your feet anymore. So I don't even rock chucks. And again, I'm not paying fifty four dollars for a pair of shoes. I used to buy twelve for twelve dollars. That's just I know. that's crazy. I know. 
everything everything overpriced nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but but to 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 tell the people out there, man, I want y'all to tune in tomorrow to my show, BTG for President, because we got these same brothers, and we on there talking about probably the best thing to our heart, the most dearest thing, the most thing that. Yeah, the, the the next thing we love next to God and our mama, and that's food. <laughs> food, food, food. Yeah, we for we sure, sit up, for sure, for sure. talk. We 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 talk about the differences between our grits, how our ribs is prepared. You know what I'm saying? The whole nine. Now we don't we don't we we, we disagree on a lot, but one thing that we do that we do agree on is that we love food. <clears throat> we love food, but <laughs> I'm not sure. again. No spoiler alert, but. I'm not putting sugar in my grits, BTG and Smash. It's just not happening. You can go ahead and miss out if you want to. <laughs> exactly. That's that's what they ever miss. Smash, any part words, my brother. Yeah, man. I'd like to give a shout out to um, uh, you know what I'm saying, Vivian Stringer for her thousand win in the NCAA, you know what I'm saying? She black female coaching up. She's been doing it for years. Don't get the recognition that she probably deserved. So just shout out to her, man. And uh, i say this real quick. Hey, BTG, where can they find you, homie? Oh, at Baylor the Great on IG, at Baylor the Great on Twitter. And uh, pretty much, yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter and IG mostly. And that should be it. You know, at BaylorTheGreat.com if y'all want to check out the rest of the shows. If y'all want to go through the catalog, uh, Open Run with BTG, that's my sports show. You're going to hear a lot. You're going to hear me talk a lot about the Lakers, as you should. You're going to hear me like, you're going to hear me talk about <laughs> UCLA football and basketball. Not much, not much about football. Yeah, that's a short uh, conversation right and, there. And then the, you, you got to let me finish, Goldie. Come on now. Before you hear, before you chop me down. Before you chop me down. You're going to hear me talk about the Raiders. And you're going to hear me talk about everything else uh, pertaining, you know what I'm saying, basketball and football. I'm not really a baseball fan like that. I defer to the home team. You know, I'm you know, the home team by, by default. But, um, yeah, I throw a little bit of everything in there and and and, uh, and give my my personal views and uh, opinions on certain players and teams and things like that. And we all know that LSU let us down. So other than that, yeah. See, yo, you had to get oh, that shot. Man. You had to throw that shot. Huh? Hey, at least, at least I didn't bring up the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> well, what, what what's up with the Cleveland Browns? They spawned hey, all that. And smash though, what's up with Cleveland? What shout outs you got to give to us, Goody? What no, shout out? No, no, we going hold up. I'm gonna save my shots for a second. Let's back this ship up. What's, what, what happened with uh, the Cleveland Browns? There's no need to talk about Cleveland Browns. Only reason we talk about Cleveland Browns because their colors represent Thanksgiving, which is coming up next week. They got the uh, brown and the orange, which are the Thanksgiving colors. So, go D, what do you have to talk oh, about? Oh, I was, you know, I was, I had a blind moment there for a second. So, yeah, Cleveland oh, Browns. Oh, that's thing, right. They yeah. smashed on them Falcons. They, 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 right. they, they had Thanksgiving last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They had that grill frail con. That's right. <laughs> you know they grew. They grew up that dirty bird. That dirty mm. bird. Mm. Okay, that's how we going here. Hey man, okay. anytime, anytime you get a a, sh- a chance to to kick a fa- a fail con, we gonna do that. That's that's good stuff, BTG. That's why I always have you on the show, bro. We ain't gonna talk about the ain't and the faders. What you mean? What you mean? 
Uh, come on, what, what you got? What you got, go D? How you want to end it? Well, I tell you now, you put them in a bad mood, BTG. Them, them baiters. And we everywhere though. <laughs> I want to give a. I want to give a. Being that it was, we just come off um, our midterm elections, man. I hope that everybody went out and voted. I know I did. Uh, but I definitely want to give a shout out to Harris County in Houston, Texas. All 19 black women that ran for judges in Texas, Texas uh, race, they all won. So I want to give a big shout out for everybody in Houston and that went out and voted and got these women in office. And we spoke on it. If you guys, for all the listeners, go back to some of the past episodes and listen, man. Women are, are becoming real, real popular and, and and getting real stronghold in in politics um and i think it's it's that's a good change I, I think it's a real good change for us we've tried it several other ways and this is something that i'm really proud of and so for all 19 of those those women that ran congratulations that's awesome if, if you can't stand up for that then sit your ass down there you have it so with that being said much love and we out Peace. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year groove. Well, all right.